What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through my week 10 wide receiver start sits. So breaking down all 14 week 10 matchups, talking about every fantasy relevant wide receiver, and then listing them as either a start fringe option or a sit. The starts are the wide receivers you feel confident throwing into your wide receiver one or your wide receiver two slot. The fringe options, these are more your wide receiver threes, potential flex plays, and then the sits, these are players you would prefer to keep on your bench. Let's just dive right into the Thursday night matchup where we have the Panthers taking on the Bears. And for the Panthers here, Adam Thielen has really been their only fantasy relevant wide receiver. And he actually struggled last week. It was really his first down game since week one. After week one, he's just been on an absolute tear. Not going to panic. Um, I wasn't high on Thielen heading into the season, but he has just balled out pretty much throughout the entire year. So I think you continue to fire him up as a solid play. Then for DJ Moore here with the Bears, I think if you roster more, you're definitely hoping that Justin Fields makes his return this week. He returned to practice late last week. Not sure if he's going to be able to give it a go on Sunday, but I think he's going to be a start regardless. It's just how confident a start he'd be. If Fields is healthy, he's probably more of a high-end wide receiver two, maybe a fringe wide receiver one. If it's Bajent, he's probably more in that like back-end wide receiver two territory. Still got to fire him up because of the talent, but his production definitely has dipped with uh, Bajent at quarterback and then going to be uh, sitting Darnell Mooney there for the Bears. Moving over to Sunday, we have the Colts taking on the Patriots. And for the Colts, I mean, we know Michael Pittman is going to be a locked in start, a very solid wide receiver two week to week. And then Josh Downs, he was someone who had been on a roll over the last few weeks. He'd been very impressive, especially with Gardner Minshew at the quarterback position. I think he hurt his knee late in the week, um, was questionable for Sunday, ended up being active, but he wasn't playing his normal role. And then he ends up re-aggravating that injury. So we'll see what his status is this week. I would be a little concerned playing him if he's like banged up throughout the week and questionable heading in because he may not be operating in his normal role. But if he logs like a full participation and is good to go, then I'd go back to the well here and fire him up um, in week 10. On the other side for the Patriots, I like Douglas as a waiver wire pickup. Um, He led the wide receivers in snaps in week nine. Definitely wouldn't want to throw him into my lineup this week, but someone to definitely look out for moving forward. And then also going to be uh, sitting Juju. Next up, we have a divisional matchup between the Browns and the Ravens. For the Browns, Amari Cooper was always going to be a locked-in start if Deshaun Watson was healthy. Deshaun Watson returned to the lineup. Amari Cooper delivered you a very big fantasy day. So I think you fire up Amari Cooper as a wide receiver too with a whole lot of confidence. And then Elijah Moore, I thought he would be interesting with uh, Deshaun Watson back. I still think he can produce. He's had a rough stretch here with the backups. The production just hasn't been there. So as of right now, he's going to be a sit, but I do think he could have some juice um, rest of the season. And then for the Ravens, I went back and forth between a start and a fringe option for Zay Flowers. He's had a really rough past two weeks. I do think more competitive game scripts are going to be better for Zay Flowers, but this is just a really tough matchup against the Browns. The Browns have done a great job at shutting down opposing fantasy wide receivers. So I have Flowers as a fringe option. Obviously, I still think he's locked in as the Ravens wide receiver one, but he's right on the edge there. And then going to be sitting OBJ. I know he had his best game um, with the Ravens so far. I just don't think he's someone you want to rely on week to week in your fantasy lineup. I honestly don't even know if he's rosterable at this point. Like I can't really ever um, see myself feeling comfortable throwing him into my lineup. Shifting over to the Texans-Bengals game, we have the Texans coming off of the uh, CJ Stroud masterclass, supporting all these weapons very, very well. This week, I have Nico Collins and Tank Dell listed as starts. Nico Collins just been very solid throughout the entire season. Solid game last week. Not necessarily as nuclear as some of the other weapons, but still a solid uh, piece in your fantasy lineup. And then for Tank Dell, I've bumped him up to a start here. 
Um, he's had six games where he's operated as a starter. So pretty much every game aside from week one, he's like wide receiver four, wide receiver five and snaps. In those six games, he's had three boom games, very impressive performances. And then he's had three kind of low ceiling games. So I feel like week to week, he can be a little bit boom or bust, but CJ Stroud has played great. Tank Dell is flashing a lot of talent as a rookie. I think you fire him up as a solid start. And then sitting Noah Brown, he's another one of these guys who just went nuclear last week. But the way that I'm looking at this wide receiver room, assuming that uh, Robert Woods is still missing time, I view Noah Brown as the wide receiver three, would prefer to just go with the top two options there with Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Then on the other side for the Bengals, I think you fire up Jamar Chase, obviously. And then I think T. Higgins too, nice bounce back on uh, Sunday Night Football. I'm very high on T. Higgins rest of season. I think he's going to be able to turn it around. Had a slow start to the season, but with Burrow healthy, he's also getting healthy. I think he'll be a nice option. Wide receiver two rest of season. The next matchup is going to be between the 49ers and the Jaguars, and I'm pretty much going to be starting both of these teams' top two wide receivers. When Ayuk and Debo have both been healthy, they have delivered solid fantasy production. Both of them have kind of been banged up throughout the season, but when healthy, these guys are solid plays. And then for the Jaguars, it seemed like a lot of people were really burying Calvin Ridley. I think it was, what was it, week seven, where he was just a non-factor. Christian Kirk played a big role, had a big game. Everyone was writing Calvin Ridley off. Then they come back in week eight, and Calvin Ridley's the better option. I think both of these guys are fine plays. 49ers defense, I think definitely like a unit that's widely regarded as being very tough. They are coming off the bye, so maybe they've made some improvements, but they kind of got uh, shredded, especially through the air in the two weeks before the bye. So I don't know if this is like a matchup that we're so, you know, crazy afraid of, like maybe we would have been earlier on in the season. So I think uh, Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are nice plays and then going to be sitting Zay Jones. I will say though, if Zay Jones returns, I do think it's a hit to Christian Kirk. We've seen in the games where Zay Jones has played, Christian Kirk has not had the same level of success. Next is going to be the uh, Saints taking on the Vikings. For the Saints, it's going to be firing up Chris Olave as a start. Had a nice game, got into the end zone. Good to see there out of Olave. Michael Thomas is someone who I've pretty consistently been listing as a fringe option. He has had very, very few ceiling games, but he's just been very, very consistent week to week. Last week, he just did absolutely nothing for you. So if he's going to have a floor as low as what we saw in uh, week nine, it's tough for me to list him as a fringe option when his weekly ceiling seems to be so low. So he's going to fall to a sit, also sitting Rashid Shahid. And then for the Vikings here, Justin Jefferson is eligible to play this week. He's missed the minimum four games that you have to miss when you go on IR. So he could be back. Just based on the reports we're hearing, it doesn't seem like he has a great chance to play here in week 10. So obviously if he plays, you're firing him up as a start. I'd assume he isn't going to play. And I like Jordan Addison as a start regardless. I feel like you have to like what you saw out of Joshua Dobbs. He's just one of these like backup, I guess you say like bottom tier QB1s or like really elite backups where some of the backups, they come in and they're very passive. They're kind of playing a game manager role. That is not what Joshua Dobbs does. He's going to give his weapons opportunities. I think we got to like that with Jordan Addison, probably like the best case scenario we could have gotten um, after Kirk went down. Obviously a hit with Kirk going down, but Dobbs, I think, is a fine option coming in to be their quarterback one rest of season. So I like Addison as a start. Very impressive rookie season so far. Shifting over to the Packers-Steelers matchup. This Packers uh, passing attack has not been great as of late. I really liked Christian Watson heading into the season. Definitely recognized he was high risk, high reward. The risk is definitely, you know, kind of overriding the uh, reward at this point. But I'm going to have all of these wide receivers as sits. Watson just hasn't gotten it done. Romeo Dobbs has been getting into the end zone, which is kind of saving his production, but not really something I want to rely on week to week. 
And then on the other side for the Steelers, this was a concern I kind of talked about with George Pickens with Deontay Johnson coming back. Pickens commanded a pretty solid amount of volume with Deontay Johnson injured. Um, I think he went on IR, so during that stretch, he commanded a lot of volume. He has not seen that same volume since Deontay Johnson has returned. It was great to see Deontay Johnson get into the end zone last week, so I think we fire up Deontay as a very strong start. George Pickens, for me, is just going to be a little bit more of a fringe option. He just doesn't have a very high weekly floor because the targets are just kind of uncertain at this point. In the next matchup, we're going to have the Titans taking on the Buccaneers and pretty much just going to be starting the uh, stud wide receivers in this game. D-Hop kind of came back down to earth after that massive game in uh, Will Levis's first start. I think you still fire him up as like a back-end wide receiver two week to week. And then for the Buccaneers, Mike Evans continues to be solid. Chris Godwin kind of at his first like really rough game of the season. I think he'll be fine. Both these wide receivers are very talented. I like the matchup here against the Titans. They have a very tough run defense. So teams typically opt to uh, try to beat them through the air. So I like the opportunity for both Evans and Godwin to have solid games. After the Titans Bucks, we are going to have the Falcons taking on the Cardinals. And for the Falcons, we did not see Drake London playing week nine and dealing with a groin injury. Um, if he doesn't play, not interested in any of the other wide receivers. If he does play, I have him as a start. Looks like we're going to get another week with Taylor Heineke. I like that for Drake London. Not saying he's going to play at some sort of elite level in terms of like real-life NFL quarterback play, but I do think he's going to do a better job of sporting his weapons than a guy like Desmond Ritter. So I like Drake London. Love the talent. I like the situation with Taylor Heineke. Then for the Cardinals, some good news. It seems like we are probably going to get Kyler this week, barring a setback. Um, with his knee. So I think that is fantastic news for Marquise Brown. I think you fire him up as a pretty solid wide receiver too. And then Michael Wilson is also someone to keep an eye on. I talked about him in the waiver wire video. He's had some pretty solid production for a rookie wide receiver, especially considering the um, quarterback play hasn't necessarily been top tier. With Kyler back, Michael Wilson could definitely make an impact rest of the season have like a second half breakout like we see from some of these rookie wide receivers. So something to keep an eye on, but he is going to be a sit for me this week. Next up is going to be the Lions taking on the Chargers. And I'm pretty much just going to fire up each team's wide receiver one. So I'm on Ross St. Brown, obviously locked in your lineup, and then going to be sitting the rest of these guys. Jamison Williams is someone who I thought could have some value rest of season, but the uh, Lions going out and trading for Donovan Peoples-Jones, it's definitely not a great sign that they have a ton of confidence in JMO. So he could break out still, who knows, but definitely going to be a sit this week and not overly optimistic rest of season. Then for the Chargers, obviously you're firing up Keenan Allen. Quinton Johnston, I'm very interested to see what Quinton Johnston does in this game. Very, very tough matchup against the Jets. I get it. This is a little bit of a softer matchup here against the Lions. If he kind of flops in this game, he's probably not going to be giving you anything uh, rest of season, at least as a rookie. If he can make a splash play, then maybe he has some uh, upside rest of season and could be playable. But this week, he will definitely be a sit. Then we're going to have the Giants taking on the Cowboys. Man, this Giants quarterback situation is just in shambles. Daniel Jones out for the season. Very tough break for him. Kind of seems like they rushed him back. Had the back thing or like the weird nerve thing. Now Torres ACL. I mean, these wide receivers are really never startable. We're going to keep that the same this week. So sitting Wondell Robinson, sitting Darius Slayton, and sitting Jalen Hyatt. And then for the Cowboys, there's just one wide receiver you want to start here. Fire up C.D. Lamb. We did see uh, Michael Gallup and Jalen Tolbert kind of splitting snaps, and Tolbert had a decent day. I don't really think that's something that's going to carry over here into Week 10. 
Um, I'm just definitely not someone who's not even on my radar in terms of like a potential waiver wire pickup. Next is going to be the uh, Commanders taking on the Seahawks. For the Commanders, I think you continue to start Terry McLaurin with a lot of confidence. Now, Jahan Dotson is a guy who's starting to make an impact impressive performances in back-to-back weeks. I'm still going to have him as a sit just because looking at the whole sample size of the year, he had a lot, a lot of rough performances before these big past two games, but I do like the talent. I like the player. Hopefully he's able to deliver another solid game here in week 10, and then we'll kind of consider him as like a fringe option or start moving forward if he can pull that off. For the Seahawks, The Seahawks offense as a whole has been pretty disappointing. Geno has not even come close to replicating his production in um, 2022, which is definitely affecting some of these wide receivers. So I still think DK and Lockett are fine as like fringe wide receiver twos. Like they're going to be somewhere in that range. If they're your wide receiver two, I don't hate it, but you definitely don't feel great about it. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba is in an interesting spot here because in week nine, He pretty much ran the exact same number of routes as Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Now, maybe that's the Seahawks shifting to way more three wide receiver sets because they know they have three very, very talented wide receivers, or it's because they were just getting lit up by the Ravens and they were just going pass heavy pretty much the entire game. Could be either of those. Um, Could be something in between where they're going to be running more three wide receiver sets, but maybe not to the extent that we saw in week nine. So I have JSN as a fringe option. He is starting to produce. He had the best game out of all those wide receivers. So I do think he's potentially playable, but not someone who I'm starting with like a ton of confidence this week. And then I believe this is the uh, Sunday night game, Jets taking on the Raiders. Pretty much just gonna be starting the top wide receivers here. So for the Jets, Garrett Wilson is the only wide receiver you wanna look at. They continue to pepper him with targets. I think he's a solid start week to week. And then for the Raiders, I understand Devontae Adams has been very, very rough. I'm still going back to the well, even in a tough matchup. I haven't seen anything from Devontae Adams that tells me that he has fallen off as a player. And if Devontae Adams is still the same caliber of player that we've seen in previous seasons, there is no way I can consider sitting him at this point. Jacoby Myers didn't have a huge receiving day, but he had a nice rushing touchdown, which kind of helped his fantasy production. Like I said, it is a tough matchup, but they also kind of had a poor game script against the Giants where they went up early really able to just pound the ball on the ground. This could be kind of like a grimy game, but I still think we can get some decent games out of both Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers. And then the final game of the week, Monday Night Football, Broncos taking on the Bills. For the Broncos, I have Cortland Sutton as a fringe option, Jerry Judy as a sit. Neither guy is consistently commanding a ton of volume, but Cortland Sutton has just been the better red zone target. He's been the guy who's been getting into the end zone. So that's why I give him the edge here, list him as a fringe play. Jerry Judy, unfortunately, is going to be a sit for me. I was kind of hoping Judy would get dealt, um, potentially get a nice landing spot at the trade deadline. We did not see that happen. And then the final team here, the Buffalo Bills, obviously are firing up Stephon Diggs as a mid to high end wide receiver one. And then Gabe Davis, we just continue to get the full Gabe Davis experience. He had a boom game, I think, two weeks ago, down week eight, and then he comes back in week nine, drops a goose egg. So you can play him. He has that high ceiling. I typically don't love the boomer bust guys when they're not like solid locked in finishers. Like if a wide receiver is going to be boom or bust week to week, like Tyler Lockett has been in previous years, but at the end of the season, they're going to finish as like a wide receiver two in points per game, then I can deal with it. What I don't love is firing up like a fringe wide receiver three and they're boom or bust because you're not even getting like a huge reward when they are hitting. Um, So if you want to play Gabe Davis, I think it's fine. Attached to a good offense. Um, Personally, I'd try to avoid it, but that's why he's a fringe play for me. And then that's going to wrap it up for all 14 Week 10 matchups. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. 
Hopefully this helps you uh, set your lineups, especially at the wide receiver position this week. Running back start sets are already up and posted, so check those out if you are interested. But thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.